what's good divine gang gang so obviously i'm on one it's wednesday it's my day off but i definitely feel like the woman at the well kind of a thing found some really good news guaranteed it's going to change your life it's already started to change mine and reaffirm some of the things that i have believed intuitively um and in some ways felt guilty for you can see by the title that i'm saying um Women shouldn't give money to male beggars. Um, I stopped doing this about, I want to say three to five years ago. And I, and so I want to invite you, if this kind of triggers you in some way, I want to invite you to a dynamite explosion and fireworks, um, I'm going to be reading from The Science of Getting Rich, The Proven Method to Get Wealth. I almost wonder, especially for Black women, is like, if you're poor, if you're not living the life that you want, you have to listen to this. Um, it's going to be very fascinating roller coaster. Um, it's definitely going to turn you upside down um, in terms of your thinking. Um, if you grew up Christian, which I think most black women are or, and or claim to believe in God, um, it's triggering you because you feel that you should be charitable. Okay. And so then now you're going to have to be at the crossroads of deciding, do you want to continue to go down Christianity or do you want to get rich? And could it be that the very reason you're not getting rich is because you're giving away? I'm making it very specific, um, but the, the same principles can apply to masculines too, in terms of, of just charity, right? But um, especially for my Black women, if you're the type that's always, I remember, I remember um, one of the last times I did, because again, growing up in the church, so I would give my regular tithe, right? Um, all of them, pa churches that are pa uh, headed by by men, keeping an understanding that the major, um, the majority demographic of churches is women. There's a psychology behind that. It's disturbing once you learn to understand it. Um, but... With all of that being said, not only would I tithe, I would always look for opportunities to give back to the quote-unquote community. So there would be times when I would be walking out of a store or at a, a stop sign and see the occasional person asking me for money. And I remember um, one time we were actually in a women's Bible study, believe it or not. It quickly disbanded um, <laughs> for whatever crazy reasons. Like maybe one day I'll tell you all about, well, what happened was <laughs> with with that and what happened with who and whatnot. But um, one of the women said, I don't remember why it came up, but she says, I don't give money to to men. She's like, they can see, she said, they see me walking out of a store with my children and a man will be there with his hand begging me for money and she said no I don't do it and I made me go hmm and because I grew up 
you know, like not grew up, but I studied HR. And I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. We all know that men make more than women. Like right now is the prime time. There should, there should not be any unemployed men um, in this economy. Just with the fact that 4.7 million, it was 4, uh, 4 million people left the place of employment, I believe, in September, 7 million left in August. Um, and that's for just this year alone, left the workforce, the majority of them being women. So there are at least 11 million jobs, not including those that left last year, that men can scoop up and get employed in and get jobs in. So to me, like the whole idea of of seeing a broke man at this point is just kind of like null and void to me. It's a man's world. I've said this over and over again, not only, you know, and especially I think for my demographic as a black woman, a um, non-melanated man really could just take a shower, um, shave and walk into an office and easily out earn me in a matter of weeks and or months. Right. So but it ties back to principles of throwing your money to swines. You are actually held accountable for that. If you're a Christian person, you are accountable for that. I learned that from from someone who they're they're fairly affluent. Um, they live a pretty opulent lifestyle, but um, um, I will say this. Uh, it got to the point where I was moving and I had nice furniture, but I wanted to buy new furniture. And so um, um, I was letting people know that I was going to just give it away, right? And so um, one person told me, she said, if I were you, I wouldn't give it away because you're trying to help people, but they don't even appreciate the value, excuse me, the value of what you're giving them. So they're not going to take care of it. And it kind of shocked me because I'm like, but those are nice furniture. And she's like, I know. She says, if you want to be responsible, either charge them something so that they can at least see the value and what they have with it. Um, but, but, um, or give it to a family that you see how they take care of their things and they're maybe just in a rut. Like you have to make sure that that is going to be multiplied and it's a blessing to them. And that really flipped me on my head. Like, whoa, that's true. Now, if this is triggering TF out of you, please, you have to join me for the, I'm going to be reading it, um, the preface. I've said it in the little snippets before, but Divine Feminines, you definitely want to have your goodies for this one, your pomegranate juice, your champagne, your mineral water, whatever, you know, some goodies or some snacks and listen to the first one because there's messages in there that I think are important for women, but it's talking to men. Um, and I think it addresses a lot of the issues that they have. And yes, it is talking about the sense of getting rich, but it also talks about relationships and how to attract the relationships that you want. And then it goes into 17 chapters. Um, 
I think that the, I'm going to be able to do them in 30 minutes and then I'll, I'll break away and do my own reflection on them because there's some really juicy things in there. Um, so yeah, I'll, I definitely want to, again, just invite you on my day off. Like, I'm so super excited about this one. I'm looking forward to see how this manifests on blossoms and unfolds in my life over the next 6 to 12 months and for the rest of my life. Um, and But I'm looking forward to seeing what it will do for you too. And I look forward that these podcasts are going to be up for, you know, the next 12 months, 24 months, 36 months, and can start to see the effect that it has, um, the ripple effect. Okay. And trust me when I tell you, like, even if you apply 20%, I was, um, I'm listening to the audiobook millionaire habits. Um, I'm pretty sure I had read it before when I was at Barnes Nobles, but um, listening to it again is actually pretty nice, and I'm taking notes on it. But it, it was just a reminder that um, that for you to be successful, 20% of what you do um, produce, produces 80% of the results, right? So even if you were to, to kind of be hesitant, you don't know who this voice is on the other end, you know, but at least apply 20% or you still decide you want to be charitable, but you apply the rest of the other principles, it will make an 80% difference in your life for the better. You know, um, I'm toying with the idea of what it means to just add the LLCs and the deeds and the titles and maybe to the Mr. and the Mrs. to your, to your title too. Um, it definitely has principles in there. Yes. About getting rich, but there's relationship stuff in there too very beautiful. I think that the the timing is divine timing, to be honest. So going to sign off. I'm going to charge you with love, a high vibrational kind of love, um, charging you with the love of your life and the, with, and the love of your life is you. So show up for yourself, boo. Going to charge you with light and black light because black light illuminates the invisible. Going to charge you with health, with wealth, with wisdom and prosperity. All right. So one of those things. I'm just here to make you think. What's well, good, Divine Gang Gang? This is actually part two. Um, the first time I recorded this message or the first segment you heard was December 1st. It is now December, and I'm totally ad-libbing. It is now December 13th. Um, but I wanted to just follow up with a real life situation of why I said what I said, and I said it with my whole entire <laughs> chest, okay, and what I stand on what I said, because um, somebody was, was kind of just sharing how, and the case scenario couldn't have gotten any better than this, right? This person is a woman, went to the gas station, and I guess uh, close to the gas station was a construction site, so there was... Um, construction workers or whatever and so they're like hooting and hollering at her um that type of thing and so when she's getting gas for her car this beggar this man comes up to her and asks her for money but she wasn't able to get to the money fast enough i guess he was just going from person to person so um they're talking about how it was like so irritable for them to past the the guys all hooting and hollering at them because they're thirsty right they're just thirsty 
But then um, got in their car and got the little bit of change that they had in the car and chased down the person who was asking for money and was like, here you go, sir, here you go, like trying to desperately get to them to give them money. When you read the science of getting rich, I highly recommend every um, black person means the the science of getting rich. Um, there's gems in there for both the men and the women, right? I don't think any black woman who doesn't have at least a million dollars in her retirement fund should be given money to beggars. Um, I will go ahead and say this, and I I know I need to modify my my um, message moving forward. If you want to pay it forward, give a, give a big tip to the person who brings your food. Give a tip to the person who washes in, washes your car. Give a tip to your landscaper. Give a tip to the, um, hopefully black manicurist that's doing your nails and your pedicure. Cause the difference is you're giving back into people who are showing up Remember, you're responsible for your seeds where you plant them, right? So if this person's coming to work and they're being a waitress and they're detailing your car and doing your hair and your nails and doing things around the house, if you really want to help someone, you tell them, listen, I really want to help you. Can I buy a bracelet off of you? Can I buy a shirt off of you? Can I buy a purse off of you? Can I buy something in exchange? Right. And so, but the funny thing about that scenario was if this person really wanted help, because um, one of the things I didn't mention in the first segment was these men who are asking for money, you don't see them asking other men for money because if, if a man asks another man for money, he will punch their lights out. That's why they ask women for money, because we're soft. Because we're feminine, because we feel so bad for them. We're coddling them. Oh, you poor thing. Right? If this man really wanted help, right? He would have gone to the construction site and asked for a job. Let's be 100% real. So now you're just an easy lick. <laughs> now you're just an easy lick. Because he'll go there every day, 24-7. People go in to get their gas in and out, their hard-earned coins, and just throw it to the, throw the, the, the pearls to the swine. And then it's funny because it, it also spoke to the analogy, you know, you always see these memes about how, um, and I actually did a podcast on it, but um, there's that meme where it's it's a handsome man, he's supposed to be professional, and he's like, um, something along the lines of, will you be my girlfriend or something? And she's like, no, you're too good for me or that type of thing, right? And then the second picture She's at a prison and the guy's in jail and she's like, babe, I love you. I can't wait to be with you type of thing. And so here you have working men. They're on the job. Like what's sexier than that? Like making that money, building architects, engineers, construction, working with their hands, putting food on the table. 
But now all of a sudden they see you in your femininity, right? Because one of the things I started to understand is I used to be taken back when a man would say, I don't want to, um, I don't want someone like me. And, and that can have its implications. But what he's saying is, I don't want you to bring your dick to the table. <sighs> right? It's like, I already got mine. But some of us, especially when we go into that whole um, um, thing about being independent, you might as well just pull your dildo out your purse and just hit him on the forehead and be like, no, 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 no. I got mine. <laughs> Oh, you want to open a door for me? Hold on. Let me get my dildo out my, my purse and just tap their hand away and be like, no, no, no. I brought my own. Thank you. Thank you. Excuse me, miss. Can I just, you know, buy you a coffee or pay for your lunch? Pull that dildo out your purse and just smack them across the forehead and be like, no, boo. I got my own. Thank you. Or if you want to do it in a masculine voice, go ahead. That's up to you. But. It, do you see what I'm saying? Those are all the dynamics that come into play. If these people really want to help, it's a whole construction site. I'm pretty sure they could use somebody to um, help with the drywall. Or there's even people who just check the walls for um, nails to make sure that it gets sanded out or or taken care of easily. Or even say, well, you know what? Like I could at least respect the ones who come and will wipe your window down. You know that type of thing. At least, at least you can, I can appreciate that, right? With the Windex or that type of thing. But there has to be an exchange for something. And, and divine feminines, like I stand on what I said, like, especially for my black women, until you have uh, two commas in your retirement account, then you can go ahead and just throw your, your, your pearls to the swine at that point. Like if you, if that's really what you're committed to do, then go ahead and do that. But if you really want to pay it forward, Paying the people who already see the value in adding value to other people, right? I talked about the waitress, the manicurist, the hairdresser, the gardener. Um, buy a product from them. Do you really want to help people and pay for it? Go on the Etsy shops and see who got the least amount of um, sales. But at least you got something in exchange and you're helping someone who's doing something with themselves. I'll close out with this. I said it before and I said it again, 2021, 11 million people as of November, if I understand correctly, have left the workforce, the majority of them being women. So when I tell you there are ample jobs out there for masculines to show up and get paid um, in just about every category, there's no excuse for them to be asking you for money. Not, not, in, not at the end of 2021 and for sure not in 2022. Absolutely not. I stand on what I said. And I'm saying it with my whole 36 4 double T chest, okay? Man, every single word. But but that scenario was just so fascinating to me because it talks about all the dynamics about how if a person really wants help and there's opportunities right there. And and I wanted to also make sure I address that how we address men who are already have skin in the game and they're showing up in the masculine. Like that's one of my pet peeves with this whole situation. Divine feminines, we have a lot of work to do. But one thing I cannot stand is the disrespect of a true, authentic divine masculine who is working, who is getting bread on the table, you know, that type of thing. And 
and in their masculinity. But that's not what, what we're trying to. We like to coddle the men and keep them subjugated and keep them beneath us. And then we're, we're breaking all kinds of universal laws. Listen, let me... I wasn't even, I was, I'm supposed to get on here and just get out. When you start to understand the universal laws of abundance, when I tell you that that is um, hidden gems right there, hold on, I think I have seven metaphysical laws of abundance, right? Number three, money is the exchange of values. Money is the exchange of values. So, you're putting currency and putting money into someone, right? You're saying that you value someone who doesn't work, doesn't see the value in themselves. When you start to read The Science of Getting Rich and Rich Habits is another good book. It talks about, oh, oh, actually, you know what? I think, let me look at this, because I just learned about the principles, the seven laws of abundance last night. Um, it talks about... No, I'll, I'll go with the seventh one, although there might be more. There might be another one. The seventh law of abundance and wealth is the purpose of life is um, the progress, progressive expansion of happiness. But it has to do a little bit with value, too. Um, when you read The Science of Getting Rich, it, it really talks about the importance of adding value to other people's life. If you want to be wealthy, you have to... Um, add value to other people's life. That's that's one of the principles, right? So you're you're telling us as a society that you value someone who does not reciprocate. You have to understand that when you break a universal law, the law of reciprocity, there's curses behind that. You need to understand that there has to be give and take. And it's kind of sad because I, I feel like, you know, the, the mindset is there is kind of like, that's really legit how we treat the guys who are working, who are doing, the, you know, and it could be in any area, in any field. So when when you hear them kind of complaining about it, yeah, no, it's true and living life and living color. But I'm done. I'm going to pop. I'm going to hop off now. But but yeah, I, I stand on what I said. All right. Peace.